0: Hi, Emma, alcoholic. I have to set my timer or I'll talk forever. Um, okay. My name is Emma, alcoholic. I uh, my sobriety date is June thirtieth, twenty fifteen. Like right in my face. Um, I'm from Huntington. My try my home group is a triangle group in uh, Huntington, and um, I have like 10 15 minutes. Ten? Okay, cool. All right, so. I can remember I'm like four or five years old at the babysitter's house and I would get in trouble and I would try and lie and manipulate to get myself out of that trouble. Never being taught to do that at four or five years old, it just kind of came naturally. And, you know, after doing the steps and learning some facts about myself, I realized that my thinking was screwed from the very beginning. You know, drugs and alcohol aren't my problem. They're a symptom of my problem, which is my thinking. Um, So, you know, I had a good childhood. I rode horses, I played sports and life was pretty good you know I'm, I'm from Vermont and um I didn't start getting into trouble until about eighth grade when uh, we're at the end of the year school trip and all my friends were like standing around smoking in a circle and I go to pass a cigarette to the person next to me and it was a damn science teacher it's <laughs> like this, this is not good um, so I got in trouble and I had to take my exams after school and I didn't think it was, it was a problem I'm just you know hanging out with the cool kids doing what the cool kids do and
1: that was like
0: the beginning of the downward spiral um 10th grade i thought it would be fun to get drunk on the bus ride to school my friend was going to get drunk on her bus and we were going to meet there and it was going to be great (laughs) and i got hammered and she didn't um again arrested by the school cop this time and suspended my mom had to come get me out of school and you know in 10th grade i'm already like messing up the people's lives about me you know not not thinking that it's a problem everybody gets drunk at school (laughs) um so (laughs) yeah um my thinking was like, so screwed, you know? So, uh, I graduated high school and, you know, throughout high school, I kind of dabbled here and there with, with pills and Coke and, um, drank, you know, at parties and stuff. And this summer I graduated, I spent all the money I got from graduation on, on Coke. I was like hanging out with the dealer all summer and I'm not sure how, but I still had to pay for stuff. Um, so <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I come home, uh, after like a whole summer of being gone, like all sucked up in gray, thinking I looked hot as shit, and my parents were like, "What is wrong with you?" You know, and uh, I was supposed to go to college in Ohio, and I was like, I was home like two weeks before I was supposed to leave, and their answer was, you know, their answer to try and help me was just send her to rehab, you know, and all of the rehabs I've been to, I've never wanted to go to any of them, and uh, I went to this I called it a state-run shithole in upstate New York and um, it was a lockdown facility, and a lot of people from uh, New York City were there, people i had never been exposed to before, and it scared the shit out of me. Um, You know, I never wanted to go back to rehab, and I was there for two weeks, and then went to college in Ohio, and uh, it was horse training school. I brought my horse with me, and it was great. You know, I stopped doing drugs, but I started drinking all the time, because that's what college kids do, you know, and it was a dry campus, and I got numerous alcohol vines. Just, I couldn't stay sober, you know, but I was college kid i didn't think it was a problem you know and um against my better judgment i didn't go back after my freshman year i had met a guy that was going to solve all my problems uh, because they all they always solve your problems (laughs) Uh, and uh, i moved in with this guy and he liked oxy so so did i you know i will do whatever you have and i remember you know i was with this guy for like five years and after a certain point you know i didn't have anything and i i was sick and i'm like my big dude's working and I'm like calling him. I'm like, do I have the flu? Like something is wrong. It's like, you just have to get loaded and you'll be fine. I'm like, you don't understand. Like I am seriously sick. Anyway, I got loaded and I was fine. You know, and ever since that day I did whatever I had to do to not feel like that again. And at the time I was too scared to steal from stores. So I stole from my family. I stole anything that wasn't bolted down, you know? And, um, I remember my mom had this uh, shoe box full of cash in her closet and, uh, Every now and then, I would just go take 20 bucks here, 50 bucks there. And before I knew it, all the money was gone. And I'm like, she's going to be really pissed, you know? <laughs> um, so uh, I remember this guy and I broke up because he wanted to get sober, and I didn't. So I was going to move back in with my mom because she always saves the day when shit hits the fan. So I was sick that day. I didn't have anything, no money. And I knew she was staying at her boyfriend's house. So I went to her house to steal her TV to bring her to the pawn shop. To then be well enough to move back into our house, you know, and um, I'm not proud of that. That's just where drugs and alcohol take me. You know, I will do whatever I have to do to get drunk and loaded. Um, so I moved back into our house, you know, and a handful of treatment centers later up and down the East Coast, thinking if I just get out of Vermont and get away from these people, that everything will be okay, you know. And one of the treatment centers I went to, my counselor told me, Wherever you go, there you are. I'm like, What the fuck does that mean? Um, I had no clue what that meant, you know. So. I now know, like I am the problem and wherever I go, I go, you know, my thinking is with me wherever I go. So the book talks about the um, cycle of the alcoholic, right? Restless, irritable, discontent. Um, go on, I have this obsession that tells me that getting drunk or loaded is going to solve my problems. I give into that obsession, go on a little run, emerge more morseful with a firm resolution not to drink again. This time's going to be different, mom. I really want to stay sober, you know, and in my heart, I really mean that, but I, you know, have lost the power of choice in drink, I no longer have any choice over when I drink, how much I drink, or anything, you know, so um, I uh, went to this nice, excuse me, nice treatment center in, in Connecticut one time, and there was guys, and I could smoke there, and I'm like, I'll stay here forever, you know, <laughs> and my counselor there, I stayed for 90 days, and figured out how to program really well, right? I do what you want me to do. I say what you want me to say, just so I can get out and go back to doing the things that I wanna do, which is get drunk and loaded. Um, she thought it would be a good idea to move to Delray Beach, Florida after. So I'm like, okay, you know, at least if I'm homeless, I'll be warm. So <laughs> yeah, um, I was there for maybe a month before I was loaded again, you know, cause I get out of these treatment centers and I don't do anything different. You know, I go to meetings cause there's probably hot guys there um, and that's it. Like, I don't want to, be like you people, I don't identify with anything that you're saying because I'm different and um, you just don't understand, you know? So uh, in Florida for about six months, um, I was homeless there and it was not born. Um, So, and back in treatment, and then I moved back to Vermont in with my mom and, um, you know, things just didn't get any better. And I met this lady, um, sorry, I moved back to Connecticut and uh, where this nice treatment center was, and I met this lady who's kind of like my mentor, and she was from California. And she's like, "I'm moving to California or moving back to California. Why don't you come with me?" I'm like, "Okay." So I just packed up my car and I moved across country. I was Suboxone sober when I got here, um, and uh, I moved. So I moved in with her family, and um, her so I started hanging out with her daughter. Who we drank all the time, and um, then I started hanging out with her brother because I'm classy like that. So. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah um he uh liked adderall and xanax so so did i you know and before i knew it you know adderall turned into meth and that took me down quicker than anything ever has you know before um i never been arrested before i moved to california and then within six months of being here i was arrested numerous times i uh got kicked out of this place i was living so i moved into my car And then that somehow got repoed. The people from Connecticut found me because I don't pay my bills when I'm getting drunk and loaded. So um, I moved into my boyfriend's car. And um, (laughs) (laughs) then we got busted one night, and that got impounded. And I get out, and now I'm like, I have nowhere to go. I'm homeless. you know. And roaming the streets of um, Costa Mesa and Santa Ana for like a year, um, not thinking that I had a problem. Because I surround myself with people who are doing the same things that I am. So I don't have to see, um, you know, the shitty person that I am and the shitty things that I'm doing. So um, one of the last times I got busted, they offered me drug court and they they offered me some time and they also offered me drug court. And I'm like, okay, I'll do this drug court thing. Just get me out of jail sooner, you know? And no idea what I was signing for. And uh, looking back now, drug court saved my life. You know, Um, for the longest time, I didn't want to be sober. You know, I just didn't want to go back to jail. So I did whatever I had to do, just not go back to jail. And, um, thankfully, you know, after about a year in this program of doing absolutely nothing like lawyering, you know, um, going to meetings to get my court card signed and that was it. Um, I had some really nice friends that told me if I didn't do the steps, I was going to have to find new friends. Cause I was like a not nice person. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I, uh, got a sponsor and I started taking her much needed direction, you know, and my life started to change. Um, and, uh, it's crazy how that happens, you know? Step one, obviously my life is unmanageable, right? I'm obviously power, powerless over drugs and alcohol. Step two, I'm like, yeah, okay. There's probably something out there that can help me. Um, step three is, is only a decision, right? I don't have to believe in God at step three. I have to make a decision that I believe, you know? Um, step four, I sat far too long on because I uh, don't wanna look at the shitty person that I am. Um, did a fifth step, felt absolutely no relief whatsoever. And I was a little upset by that because um, I'd heard these people talk about all these, this big weight lifted off their shoulders and that just didn't happen for me, you know, six and seven are ongoing, which I think are a couple of the hardest steps. Um, I started getting the relief when I started making my amends, you know, I could go back to these people that I had taken from my whole life and not tell them I was sorry, you know, because i had been telling that for 30 years and that didn't mean shit to them. I asked them what I could do to make it right. You know, and, um, the first round of men's is pretty easy. They're like, Oh, just stay sober. Like pay me back. It's fine. The next round when you're sober and you're like, I'm kind of just a dick. Sorry. Um, those are a little more humbling. (laughs) So, um, 10, 11 and 12 are ongoing. And, you know, step 12 is where I get my solution today. Taking other women through the steps is just an absolutely amazing feeling, you know, um, and, uh, totally lost my train of thought. Um, my life is completely amazing today, as a direct result of the 12 steps, you know. And um, I have all these amazing things. I bought my first brand new car this year, which is, I think, is pretty rad, um, all by myself. And uh, you know, I have all these awesome material things. But I think the best thing that AA has given me is this peace of mind. You know, I can lay my head at, on the pillow at night and not have to worry about who I burn today, who I'm going to have to burn tomorrow, so I can get loaded. You know, I like the person that I see in the mirror today. I have a son that doesn't ever have to see me drunk and loaded, which is pretty bad. Um, And, uh, you know, if I can give you guys any suggestions, it's do the steps and your life will change whether you want it to or not. If you're a woman in this room and you need help, please see me after the meeting. Thanks for letting me share.